Hi guys, on this show, we're looking at Marzen, Grant, Farrell, Strong, Dockery, Golden, Hunnam, and McConaughey. We're looking at 2019's The Gentleman. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Plenty, and I'm going to fucking cut you, you cunt! <laughs> and I'm John, and I'm a geezer! <laughs> we'll, start, just... we'll start off where, as we meet to go on, eh? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, honestly, see me end this film, I wanted to talk cockney all night. <laughs> they, uh, the the sea drum was... But drum, the sea bomb was dropped. No end. In fact, I got a fact about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are we talking about this week, John? Uh, we're looking at 2019's The Gentleman. Uh, now, I watched this when it first came to, I want to say, Amazon a couple of years ago. Maybe, maybe during lockdown, I think I might have watched this. And I was kind of like, I like that, but there's a lot about it I don't like. Yeah. And then, I, did, I, did, I did like Hugh, um, Hugh Grant's. Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant is is the best oh, thing in really it. Hugh Grant's Grant. the best thing in it. Um, and I remember from the very onset thinking, I fucking hate that Charlie Hunnam. There's a guy you can't act. There's a guy I don't like. But yeah. you know what? I really like him in this. Oh, really? Like he really grew on me in the next two times. I've seen this one three times now. The next two times I've watched it this week, it really, really grew on me, um, except for his fucking stupid jumper, stupid cardigan. Oh, the cardigan, yeah. yeah he, he, like, never wore that Green, he never wore that in Green Street, did he? <laughs> it's like you're fucking 30. <laughs> what are you doing wearing that? Yeah. I know. It was, going for, it was definitely going for some kind of look, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 2019, John, what else could we have been talking about? There was a lot going on, so I don't even need to, I wouldn't even look up, but I know I remember Parasite was out. Okay, yeah, won, won the Oscar the next year, yeah. Right up there. Uh, Knives Out, what a good film as well. Yeah. Uh, Us, I went to see that in the pictures. Mm, so did I, yeah. Uh, but off the beaten track, Stuber. Oh, I saw that recently. That's quite sweet. Right. Yeah, I didn't hate that. Um, and is it Brightburn? I remember. If I remember oh, that. shitty baby Superman. Everyone loved it except me. I thought it was a wasted opportunity. Uh, and Spider Man Far From Home. Eh. Uh, eh. Uh, well, I'll bring his down even lower. Hellboy. Oh, man. That, oh, yeah. no. That non Guillermo del Toro yeah. Hellboy. I was raging. I had an opportunity to the it shittest it. Hellboy that there ever was. Yeah. Honestly, I don't I don't swear often on this show, but I fucking hate it. And I honestly wish they hadn't wasted it. <laughs> they wasted an opportunity. Give Ron Perlman his last crescendo. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Mo from EastEnders is in it, though. <laughs> 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 running, running that fake chip shop. <laughs> anyway uh, look, listeners you know what this is we're the podcast that tries to learn 100 things for every film that we cover he's watched it I've watched it and we've tried to come up with 100 things if you like this we've got a patron as well give us a quid we'll allow you to choose a film of your own oh. uh, well not of your own choice but one of about five choices every month and <laughs> we're throwing up some bonus episodes more on that at the very end of the show John you don't look ready are you ready I am ready Already. <laughs> new, new computer and you're all fucking asunder. Oh, aren't you? It's, 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 uh, it's killing me, but I'll get there. I'll get there. New technology it frightens me. I hate, I hate change. <laughs> that fucking ZX Spectrum you've got there is really giving you the fear. <laughs> I know. It's uh, trying to get this tracking to get it 
the, the, the tape gone is just doing my tits in. But we're there. I'm here. I'm there. Turn the, turn the tape and it'll load quicker on the other side. <laughs> it's all working new, mate. It's all working right. new. Okay. So we start. Uh, Matthew McConaughey walks in a, into a pub. It's not a joke. <laughs> uh, he asked the bartender for a pint and a pickled egg. Um, I noticed yeah. one of the beers on the uh, on, on the, the the taps was uh, Timothy Taylor's landlord, which Got is it. lush. Uh, yeah. Timothy Taylor's landlord, John, uh, family-owned brewery founded in 1858 in Keithley, West Yorkshire. Uh, landlord was created for miners to compete against local rival, local Barnsley Bitter. Oh, okay. I love a pint of uh, Timmy Taylor's. I, I, I had that, but I just got the uh, the founded year, so well done you. Thank you very much. Um, the pub itself, uh, where this is filmed, is the Princess Victoria, uh, which was a gin palace built in 1829 in Shepherd's Bush. Is that right? Yeah. And a pickled egg is <laughs> a hard-boiled egg cured in vinegar or brine. To preserve eggs, German Germans, the Germans, were pickling eggs as far back as the mid-1700s. What did they ever do for us? So, John, do you like a pickled egg? I do. I do actually enjoy a pickled egg. I love a pickle for the chippy, like a proper pickle, but uh, a pickled egg is really nice. Yeah, me as well. Really do. Um, so, Mickey pulls out his phone, calls his wife, steak night tonight. Uh, and then he says, who's there? Somebody approaches behind, pulls a gun. There's a gunshot. And all we see is the pint glass covered in blood. And we get the titles. Now, yeah, because, because this is a, a Guy Ritchie film, it's arguably style over substance. Uh, but I still think there's plenty of substance in it. Um, so, we're going to miss out a lot of the... the the, the quotes and the chat because otherwise we'd be here till about midnight. Oh god, that's, that's we'd, we'd have like a, yeah, yeah. we'd have like a four hour episode. But we're not best film fucking ever, all right. So <laughs> we're not we're not doing that. We're not uh, doing we're, that. Uh, no, we don't do that. Um, yeah. So the he, the music on the jukebox, which is uh, which is also the music through the titles, he puts the jukebox on. It's called Cumberland Gap by a guy called David Rawlins. Um, the word jukebox came to use in America beginning in 1940, derived. From a duke joint, uh, which Ooh. is derived from the Gullah word duke, which means bawdy. The most expensive jukebox ever sold at auction was a Wurlitzer, sold by Christie's for $22,325 dollary dues. Of course it was. Wurlitzer was a way forward, wasn't it? It was, it was uh, yeah. all beautiful with the, the bubbles and the, the neon. Yeah, lovely, that's lovely right. Stuff, lovely stuff, um, Oh, before we move on, one of the other beers on the uh, on the side uh, is called the uh, English Law Beer, which was a, a, a pale ale, four percent. It's brewed by Gritchy Brewing Company. Well, Gritchy, if you're happy, Gr- days. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> hey, sit on it. There was a jukebox in Happy Days as well. No, yeah. Gritchy. As in the guy that makes the film. Oh, I see what yeah, you did there. Also from Gritchy uh, is Tough Guys Films, yeah, which is I've his production that, company, which is this one. That rolls right out of the tap. Uh, so I've seen Rock and Roller, Revolver. The only one I've not seen that they've produced is uh, Wrath of Man with Jason Stratham. So I need to get it watched. Oh, I've not seen that, no. Yeah, um, yeah rock, rock and Roller I remember liking a lot more than anybody else. Uh, I I thought it was really good. I, I was, yeah. I was, I'd like Jared Butler's character in it as well, so that helped. Of course you did. Of course you did. Fellow Scott, for Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, but who calls him Jared? Nobody. Gerard Butler. I know. Gerard. Oh, it's, Je- it's Jerry from Paisley, man. I know. <laughs> Big G boy. <laughs> After the titles, there's this character in the kitchen. Uh, it's called Ray. He's Charlie Hunnam. And he works for Mickey. We learn. Standing in the darkness, the best thing in this film is Hugh Grant. Flesh. Hugh Grant, it really is. He's so good. It's loved brilliant it. in it. Now, most of the films told by Fletcher talking, so instead of kind of cutting between the two scenes, I'll just talk you through what's happening on the screen. Unless yeah. something particularly I have to go back to, to those two characters. Yeah, but it's, it's basically probably. him telling a story of what's going on and he's got a plan. Okay. Yeah. While drinking his finest uh, malt whiskey, I see. 150 years years, years old, he claims. Well, there's another one he bought. It was a Glen. Glen Farkas. Farkas. Yeah. yeah, 1976. So if you want, I can buy you a bottle from Malt Masters for £5,123. Oof, you're all right, mate. I'm still <laughs> sure? not back on the booze, but yeah, maybe at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he, he said it was 50. He didn't. He, he said it was. Um, 1,500 quid's worth at the time, not 150 years old. I can't read my own te- typing, <laughs> it seems. Uh, <laughs> um, he, he is blackmailing Mickey, okay? Because mm. his editor of this newspaper, which is quite blatantly meant to be the son, this guy Big Dave, yeah. who's not in it enough. I know. No, he's, right. he's, a, he's a brilliant character actor, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we saw him last in filth, didn't we? Oh God, so we did, yeah. yeah. The wee, the wee, Frank the wee, the wee. Sidebottom. Oh, and Frank Sidebottom. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a bit of bottom, beef bottom going on later on. Oh no, <laughs> pork bottom. A little bit of pork yeah, a little bit, a little bit of pork belly butt, <laughs> as the Americans would call it. Yeah. Um, so he explains he's taking dislike to Mickey, and as such, he wants to run a story to destroy him. Fletcher says that he's blackmailing Mickey. He wants twenty million to hand over all the evidence that he has, and this screenplay that he's written, which is strangely called Bush, and then it just says at the bottom <laughs> by Fletcher. It's like not even like his full name, just Fletcher. I liked that. <laughs> Fletcher's explaining he wants Ray to think of a character as in a film, but not with a memory stick, as in analog. He keeps saying, keep keep the grain in the picture, I say. Uh, old yeah. school, 35 mil. 35 mil. Is what yep. he's talking about. 35 mil uh, flexible film was first produced by George Eastman in 1889. Your man Edison jumped on this and used the film as part of his invention, the kinetoscope, in 1893. He claimed the patent for the 35 millimetre gauge film. The Mate. gauge of 35 is the width of the film. Mm-hmm. So 33 millimetres is the width of the film. That's how that works. Right, yeah, because I looked, I looked at the filmmaker side and they said it was made readily available in the, sort of, the, 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 the film making population around about 1934. Mm-hmm. So I try to look further back, but no, but 35 mil seems to be the weapon of choice for filmmakers. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, previously it had been seventeen mil for the silent stuff, but it just just didn't have enough umph to be able to catch what people were were how yeah, you know well. that the lips wouldn't go with the with the sound on seventeen mil. Uh, finally, that college uh, that I paid for is paying off. Possibly not if we don't get a hundred things. <laughs> um, so he basically says 
he, he does this he does this thing where he says, no no don't think about it as tv and it's kind of the, the screen goes in a little bit to so like four yeah. three as we would yeah, know yeah. doesn't it like a box he says proper 2.35 uh, which is what up. they call anamorphic, as we know. Uh, he says, this is beautiful cinema. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, he's pretty right. It looks good. That looks good, doesn't it? That will bring yeah. it uh, Matthew McConaughey is called Mickey Pearson. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, is that not the name of uh, Rodney's mate in oh, God, Fools and Mickey, Is it Mickey Pierce? Mickey Pierce. Fuck, it's Mickey been doing P- my head in for days, that. <laughs> Every time he's, someone's got Mickey Pierce, and I was like, all right, Rod. I hate Mickey Pierce. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's an American born Rhodes Scholar. Uh, Rhodes Scholar is a scholarship or support award to help kids study at Oxford for free. Uh, it was first run in 1903, and there's 103 of them offered a year. And you can right. apply from anywhere around the world. Even Scotland? If you must. If you mm. must. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, of course, we know him. Uh, apparently, his dad played football for the University of Kentucky and the University of Houston before getting drafted in the 27th round by the Green Bay Packers. So and fact to the episode. Go for it. No, I was going to see, is he the man from Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny you should joke. say, it's funny you say the man from Kentucky, uh, because he died shagging uh, Matthew McConaughey's mum. He died what? on the job. Yeah. What way to had go? A, had a heart attack. Shagging. Oh, I got no way. Back to the episode there, son. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Um, last month after the Rob Elementary School shooting, Matthew McConaughey spoke at the White House to press and said, we need responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. We need a waiting period for those rifles. And we need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, eh? So, obviously, decent guy. Mickey goes to University of Oxford, studies horticulture, as Fletch tells us, i.e. growing weed uh, and dealing to posh kids. Uh, there's yeah. this flashback um, of Mickey kind of kind of going through this thing and him taking a machete into a flat yeah, deal, <laughs> mugging yeah. these lads for the money. It was really good, yeah. like, putting a guy through with the machete. So, not afraid to get his ends dirty, as Fletcher says. It was, it was the, the English version of True Romance, wasn't it? With, with it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, Fletcher explains, Mickey wants to cash in his chips and get out of the game. So, he's, a, he's getting a bit middle class. So, he's at this gala dinner and we meet this guy, Matthew Berger, right? Who's apparently this Jewish billionaire cowboy, mm. and all that all that made me think of was City Slickers. I'll be honest, <laughs> don't <I? laughs> That's all I can think of. Um, but this guy is uh, this guy's in in the Fantastic uh, Succession with uh, Brian Cox, Dundee nah. character actor, not not yeah, spare yeah. bloke. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's very very good in that. And it was one of those things. Like, is it him? Is it not him? Because he's constantly got a fucking hat and those stupid glasses on. Yeah. This guy's made a big donation to build a cognitive research centre and basically showing off. They go to a posh country shoot and they're discussing Mickey's 50-ton weed empire. Matthew wants to buy it and Mickey explains he's willing to sell it for £400 million. Yeah. Which sounds like yeah. a lot of money. There's a lot of money. No, it sounds like it, but when you look at the overall amount, even yeah. just for Asia, well, I'll go into that later on. Okay, uh, cool. It's, it's just a, it's a drop in the ocean. Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, 
we find out the reason Big Dave hates Mickey so much is because he wouldn't shake his hand at this posh do. And like yeah. he's like, oh no, I'm I'm from the paper. He's, yeah, I know who you are. And he just won't shake his hand. And like it's really awkward. Like that scene feels like it goes on for 20 minutes, but it's like 20 yeah. seconds. <laughs> it's an awkward scene. Well, I, yeah. I, I suppose it's made you feel like that, so you feel awkward yes. for him, don't you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Did they mention White Widow Cheese? Uh, he that does mention white, yeah, white widow cheese. Uh, uh, Tons of it's actually, actually a, a strain. Is it Mara really? Yeah, oh, right, so, okay. so it says it's a hybrid strain uh, with a many sided cross with Afghani, super skunk, and cheese. But, um, and it's also a song by Christopher uh, Benstead for the okay. for the um, the score. All right. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Well spotted, that man. But I, as soon as I heard White Widow Cheese, I was like, no, nah, that can't be true. That, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, that's not right. That's yeah. true. Now, at this point, I've got a question. Right. Why is Hugh Grant playing this role quite so fucking camp and homosexual? He really does. Like, All the time. Do you think Do you think the character benefits from being homosexual? <sighs> Maybe pandering. Maybe just mm, yeah, well, possibly, but it's just the way he plays it over the top. I didn't see any need for some of the terminology. I think yeah, and because of the yeah. serious situation as well, I thought it was maybe a bit. Aye, it's a bit. It's a bit yeah. weird. I thought he was just. I thought just a bit of a camp fella because you know. I thought, that happens. I thought he I thought was just, just doing it at the away. beginning, just to muck about. Yeah. But later on, he keeps doing it and doing it and doing it. But I think yeah. you're right. I think he's obviously yeah. written it as a as a good like, character. Which is, which is which is absolutely fine because from what we can tell, every other character in this fucking thing's straight and white. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. We, yeah. So we need, you know, we do, we do need that. Um, but ultimately, it's the kind of like, oh, it's time to leave. Oh, I'm just lubing you up. Uh, you know, Aye, that and, and that's the thing. That it's, it's, the, it's the levity, levity in comparison to the situation that doesn't compute. So, I mean, if you're in that situation, it's a serious situation. You don't want to be fucking the person about it. You're trying to get the money yeah. off us. So, yeah, it's a bit yeah, weird. Yeah, and yeah. He, 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 he made it work, though. Oh, yeah, He, he, made, he, he made it work, but I, 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 I thought he maybe just overplayed that a wee, maybe a wee bit. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. I just, I just didn't get it. I think he could have played a straight character without having to necessarily play it, like, straight boring. You know, he could have still been fun. He could have still had the camp kind of ways about it. Or he could have been a homosexual character without the overtly sexualization of kind of Charlie Hunnam's character. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, that just what I was thinking. Oh, Um, no, I I think we both picked up on that. No, I picked up on that straight away. As I say, it was just for for me, it was merely the fact that yeah, the things, the things, some of the things he was saying, it just didn't didn't fit in. So mm. uh, it was a bit weird. yeah, it was weird. Yeah. So the question for the question is, how's Mickey kept fifty tons of weed under wraps? Mickey explains the problem with land in this country. He says it's that there's not much of it, uh, and that public access, even when it's supposed to be private, you've got dog walkers, footpaths. Right to Rome ramblers, badger lovers, and any other busy cunt with time on his hands. <laughs> and it's some point some woman's busy as nosy is it nosy cunt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just busy cunt. This woman with an arrow above her head. Uh, groups, forums, meetings, social media. I love a uh, uh, I, I love a good chat about this. Anyone who's decided to mow his lawn without a license. <laughs> it's kind of like Jesus Christ. Um, but he, he mentions heritage sites. There are 218 listed UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Uh, there's only one that has been delisted since they started doing them, and that's the Arabian Oryx Sanctuary. Um, the Arabian Oryx uh, is an animal. Um, the unique desert ecosystem in Oman 
uh, has been taken off as Oman has reduced the size of the nu- size of it by 90%, meaning the numbers of breeding pairs of oryx is down from 450 to 65. But they reduced it by 90%, did by you say? By 90%, yeah. Jesus. I assume for building on or whatever. But yeah, it was taken off in the 90s for that. I've been right. to quite a few um, UNESCO World Heritage Sites, and they're, uh, they're, they're, a funny, they're a funny setup. There's, I think... Uh, New Lanark one, John. I'm pretty sure oh, New Lanark's one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Saltaire's one in West Yorkshire. Uh, Trinidad, the south of Cuba, is one. So there's, there's, there's you know, there's, there's, I think I've been to probably about fifteen. Right. But yeah, they're um, they're, they're they're basically they're a thing that's that's monitored, um, and and there's rules around what you can and can't do there. So what you can and yeah. can't build. Uh, he moans about parish councils. Parish councils are civil local authorities found in England, which are the lowest tier of local government. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Jesus, I'd forgotten about Jackie Weaver. <laughs> Explains to Matthew that he's bought off lords, ladies, dukes, duchesses, okay, and their homes. These things are expensive to look after because they get damp and, and they need basically looked after because they're old um, and then when you inherit a fortune from your parents or from somebody you lose half to the state so what he's done is he's using their land he's paying them yearly to use their land they keep getting paid and he can hide his 12 farms across the uk all on posh country estates which yeah. I was kind of like, that's a great idea. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 and they pull up at this little shipping container and you're like, okay, right, <laughs> is that where it is? They open it up and it's just a workbench, tool sheds, with this this ball-peen hammer, which always makes me think of penises when I think of ball-peen. <laughs> uh, ball-peen hammer is a metalwork hammer and scrap in Fallout 4. So much fucking scrap in Fallout 4. He oh. moves the workbench out of the way and it goes down the stairs in the these cave. huge cabinets. <laughs> Massive. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. And Matthew just goes, Oh, England's green and pleasant land. It's a great line. Yeah. Uh, England's green and pleasant land is um, a line from Jerusalem, the hymn based on the William Blake poem, and did those feet in ancient time. The music is by Sir Hubert Parry and was added in 1916. I feel like we've done Jerusalem. But I had a little bit of a look through my notes and I couldn't find a thing. There's some vaguely familiar about Jerusalem. Yeah, 80, I've got 82 sets of notes for this fucking podcast so far. And I could wait <laughs> include this one. I could not find a fucking thing. Mickey explains Matthew's buying the whole infrastructure, not just the weed farm. Because mm-hmm. when marijuana becomes legal in the UK, Matthew will be the first in line because there's not going to be the infrastructure for it yep so it's going to take yeah, yeah. what is currently worth 200 billion to half a trillion which i don't even think is a real number but okay D- yeah <laughs> is it hi yeah it's a real number yeah it's a real number um biggest weed seizure in the uk in 2021 john was in walsall where police found more than six thousand plants crammed into a property in slaney road estimated to be worth more than 6.5 million pounds woofed um so more cannabis related facts in 2019 estimated demand value for cannabis in asia was approximately 132.9 billion us dollars wow and and that's only asia 
there's about 10 other countries on top of that, all lower, yeah. all lower amounts, but that was the highest one, 132, uh, 132.9 billion. Fantastic. That's sweet, really good. Sweet, sweet Mary Jane. Uh, <laughs> Matthew says he is interested, but he wants to see the whole process. He wants to see the packaging and the distribution and everything. Uh, Mickey says, look, we'll do that, but not until the money's in escrow. And I was like, I don't know what that word means. So I had to look. Escrow means to place in custody or trust until a specified condition has been fulfilled. So basically, Matthew will only see a distribution network once Mickey has the money. Mate. There you go. I'm learning words. I think I'm good with words. Apparently, I'm not. <laughs> uh, on the subject of words, the word cunt is used 25 times. And fuckery only twice. Which is a lovely <laughs> word. Fuckery's fuckery. a good one. Fuckery I'll start using fuckery. So it's that's slang for sexual intercourse, by the way. I didn't think uh, it was that. I thought it was made up, but it's actually it's maybe slang for sexual intercourse. Because right, she says okay. there's fuckery if at one point. She does I, say I, I nearly fell off my chair. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> Arguably, we still use the word cunt more often than they do. Oh, I all the time. But we use it in a good way. They just it's always a derogatory term for them, whereas it's yeah. just a term for a happy con. Absolutely. Funny right. con. <laughs> uh, we're introduced to this character Dry Eye, right? Who is this young Asian gangster. All right. Yep. I'm not gonna do all the Hugh Grant stuff here because I think it's borderline racist. <laughs> yeah, that's borderline racist. <laughs> <laughs> well in the box I... in the boxing ring. No, the, was... bit the, bo- no, the bit in the boxing ring I'm okay with. Uh, in the boxing ring, I'm fine with, and I'll explain they, why. They justified when we get to that, it. though. Yeah, because they justified that. But they didn't justify this. He basically says, "Rice to kill," and I was like, "Oh no, no, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that." And then, then there's a lot of dragon stuff, and there's a lot of like he, he calls him yellow, and I was kind of like, "Fuck, it's like 2019, son. What, what are you did?" But. I looked into it, right? And the actor that plays Dry Eye, Henry Golding, who, by the way, I haven't seen anything else, but he's great in this. He's really like, good, yeah. He's a real bad bastard, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I was quite surprised I've not seen him in anything else. I thought he'd have been snapped up after that, but I've not seen him in anything else either. He was interviewed by Enemy, and he said, if you think gangsters aren't going to be racist and go down to the lowest derogatory terminologies, I don't know what kind of world you live in. Okay, mate, if you're all right with it, it's good enough for me. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, we'll, that we'll, was. We'll, we'll elaborate on this later on, but I just well, yeah, loved we'll his, get. We'll... I loved his remate. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we haven't even come. I mean, I keep saying Fletch is the best character, but arguably the best character's coming up. I mean, right. I don't know. Right. I don't know. For for me, I like Fletcher a lot, but he's problematic. Whereas Coach is not problematic at all. Coach is a <laughs> Coach is a good cunt, isn't he? He's a good cunt. He's a really good cunt. Happy cunt. Good cunt. So, dry eyes. We see him stood on this dock, spraying bullets into the air through this automatic rifle. And Raymond Raymond's line is, "I'm going to have to stop you there, Fletcher, because <laughs> that doesn't sound like the dry eye I know." Uh, Fletcher says, sorry, I'm just making sure you're paying attention. And it's great because this is obviously, he, he, he's doing little bits into his film. Whatever film he's written, mm-hmm. it's kind of good. Yeah. It looks like he's smuggling people as well as engines, car wheels, and the lot. I assume probably also a little Peruvian bear called Paddington. <laughs> we you, Paddy. You, you can't be sure. 
You can't be sure. Um, this this guy, he's like, oh yeah, sorry, sorry, governor. I uh, I quoted you for a twenty, and it's actually a it's actually a forty, 40. footer. So it's going to yeah. be double bubble. The first use of the term double bubble, which I like. And he's like, <laughs> and, and he just gives him shit, and he he says, uh, I don't have to murder you. Uh, so look, pay the man. <laughs> that's uh, it. Just gives him like his his money. And mine's only as good as his quote. <laughs> That's, that's right, yeah. yeah. I like that. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. So now we meet Mickey's wife, Roz, who word kept wanting to change to Rose, right? Um, it's, it's, it's one of the, uh, one of the posh bits out of Downton Abbey, isn't it? It's one of the, one yeah. of the posh lassies out of Downton Abbey. It's not very posh in this, is she? Oh, no, no, she is No, she's, she's... Right, right, cockney geezer. <laughs> she really is, isn't she? Isn't she? Yeah. She's good, though. She's another good oh, character. Oh, yeah, she's very good. She's yeah. very good, yeah. She's um, yeah. She's not much of a character, but again, he doesn't really write female characters, does he? So you know. No, he does not. She heads into this garage she's got. So it's all women. This garage is great, by the way. It's all women oh, working cars, for women. Yeah. Some Mustangs and all sorts. Oh, was there? Yeah. yeah. Um, she... She heads up because she can't find the main guy. One of the customers is complaining. Uh, and Mickey's using Raj, this guy, um, to try out the new weed strain uh, because he's black and black people obviously smoke weed. Fucking yeah. Come on. This is, come on. This isn't very well written at this point. Anyway, um, he explains that the Strauss deal is going through. And he likes the idea of retiring and being middle class. Would you like some tea? And that's the thing. Yeah. At this point, Fletcher and Raymond are outside so that Fletcher could smoke. And there's this fantastic, wonderful barbecue table, tapanyaki thing. Oh, it's great, isn't it? your knees while you sat at it. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, it's really fantastic. good. I like uh, that des- a lot. Designed for this film, that by uh, Guy Ritchie. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, man, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's really it looked the business, didn't it? I'm like, oh, it, I wonder where you could get that for you. It did look the business, Yeah. Fletcher says, oh, I really like this. Where did you get it? He says, you can take it with you if you fuck off now. (laughs) (laughs) Fletcher, any chance of some steak? (laughs) I know, it's got a weird request, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, And uh, he says, yeah, I've got a bit of Wagyu in the the freezer if you want some. Wagyu. Uh, Ray goes to this massive chest freezer in the garage. Uh, Fletcher's as he's going, Fletcher touches the bit of metal that goes on. He's like, oh, fuck me. (laughs) Carefully stop. Um, <laughs> he, he grabs these steaks, these frozen steaks from around the corpse. Yep. It's also in the freezer, uh, and he calls him Aslan. Um, now, I'm not sure, but how has he defrosted these steaks to put them straight on the grill? Are we supposed yeah. to believe these are some sort of magic auto defrosting steaks? Well, they should. Well, it should be at uh, two hundred. Dollars per pound, big man, because it looks as if uh, Wagyu, all of Wagyu costs anywhere between one hundred and twenty dollars to three hundred dollars for one steak. Wow! It's wow! A lot of money. A lot of money. Somebody got fired for that blunder. Yeah. See, gadget. I said it. I said the bit that you're bothering me about all the time. <laughs> I said it. Do that. Actually, while I think about it, uh, the, the things we do for our patrons. While I think about it, Charlie Hunnam guy sounds just like gadget. Gadget, are you related to Charlie Hunnam or what? What's the crack? <laughs> Have um, you got a cardigan? Have you got cardigans? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't think he's a cardigan guy. Gadget, we'll ask sure? him next week when he's on. <laughs> uh, we'll ask him next week when he's on. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, born in Newcastle, grew up near Penrith and went to university in Carlisle. You can sometimes hear his um, Newcastle accent a wee bit in some of the, the dialogue. 
in this, sometimes I think I, he's, I think he's playing it, Jordy. I think he's playing oh, it. Flat is it that's all right then, because yeah, sometimes yeah, it's hard Geordie. to tell. I think we try to do like a, a what's the name? Is it Tom? I was going to say Tom, Tom Hardy. Holland, yeah. <laughs> Tom Hardy and try and bastardise accents because he tries to do that as well. So I don't know what he's doing, but I, you could totally hear his uh, Newcastle accent, couldn't you? Oh yeah, no, I think I think that's how he's playing it personally. But yeah, you, you you might have a point. His first role, John. What TV show do you think Geordie Charlie Hunnam's first role was in? I've seen it. It's uh, Biker Grove. I've seen his scene. Token man, I cannot Aye. see my I've eyes. Seen, man. See the worst. The worst it is, he, he went with a mate to get to get the gig, and he went oh, with him, he and, really? and he landed oh. up getting the gig. Oh, I like that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did he go? Did he go with Spuggy? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say Ziggy, but that's a totally different. <laughs> uh, he's written a screenplay, which apparently he sold to be made. It's called Vlad, and it's about Vlad the Impaler. Oh. I mean. I, think we've, I don't think we need another film about that, Charles, but yeah, no. very good. He makes his own ice cream because obviously he's Pen, Penrith, in it? You know, farmers and that. Yeah, true. And, true that. and he got expelled at 15 because he threw open scissors at a teacher. What? You know, yeah. he made a run with him, never mind throw them. <laughs> That's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. Back at Rosie's car business, dry eyes here, he's offering no charge for these two massive containers of car parts that we've seen. She'll hook him up with a meeting with Mickey. It's explained that the head of the Asian gangster f- families is Lord George. And I kept calling him Lloyd George, uh, but that's the <laughs> bloke that created the NHS. So it's not him. Um, uh. who we assume we assume is the like the elder of all the Asian gangsters in London. Yeah. Um, there's a meeting in the back of Mickey's pub um, where Dry Eye comes in. And he explains he only took the meeting out of respect for his wife, but Dry Eye is not to approach his wife ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's heard Mickey's getting out, and he wants him to consider an offer for the business. Mickey says, unlike the salt and pepper, the business is not on the table, which is a very good line. I liked that. Um, Dry Eye makes the offer by tapping it out on his phone. right? And I, I rewound this three or four times, okay? Yep. To make sure I got it right. Now, he taps out a number with 17 zeros, right? Unless he's tapping getting into his calculator app or whatever. I don't know. But 17 zeros, right? And that is a sex decillion, which I think is what you've had built in your basement, isn't it, (laughs) And the red room? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, but it's not obviously not, like... 40 sex decillion. I, I don't I don't know, but I watched it three or four times and counted it, and it was 17 zeros every time 17 I counted clicks. it. Yeah, and I think it's probably just just the, the clicks for the just just for the film. It's there for the you know, it's not I think it's just again like Quentin Tarantino, you open up the, the, the boot and the gold thing shines and, and you we don't never know get what it to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those Mickey explains it's not for sale, and even if it was, it's several zeros short, which is fucking wild. What the hell? That's Jeff Bezos' money there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He explains it's a big number, and he should take the deal. And Mickey says, and this is a big gun, and shoots dry eye at this guy. Ray explains he was there. (laughs) It didn't happen, and it's not how Michael works, because he's been gentrified. Mm. So we get back to the scene, and he explains if he continues asking, he's going to put five bullets in his head. Okay. Now, th- this is the best scene. This is the funnest scene of the whole thing for me. 
Um, these guys in these 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 guys are at the drug farm, right? And it, get out of this van in these fantastic looking Burberry style, but not yeah. actual Burberry trackies, trackies, um, which were custom made for the film. Uh, and they've got all these GoPros on uh, balaclavas. Yeah, yeah, I was I was into those. Uh, it was um, good, wasn't it? And they basically break in uh, and start have this massive fight with these chaps guarding the farm. After that, we get to the best character. We get to yeah, at the, at the, the coach. Chippy. Yeah, we get to the coach. He's at this. Yeah, he's at this chip shop or this this like takeaway. Um, and these kids come in this late night calf, causing havoc, being rude. Uh, but your man in the the Burberry tracksuit, of course, Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. love him. I mean, I, I could I could he's, watch him in anything. He's brilliant in this. It's always he's, he's like take two steps away, take two steps away. <laughs> he's especially brilliant, especially brilliant when he's just being Irish. I think. Yeah, too true. <laughs> he explains the kids need to to, to wait their turn. Uh, they stink of piss. <laughs> uh, one of them pulls a knife on him, and he just slaps it out of the way. Yeah, he just slaps like, his wrist, didn't he? Stop dancing! What are you? A four tributes act? The You're putting tops. the gay back in Marvin Gay. <laughs> Which I thought was a great line. Uh, uh, he, he's like, "Come on, give me some back and forth. Give me some back and forth." And the guys just like. Fuck you! And he's like, no, I need something to bounce off. I'm on fire. Fights happen up here in the grey in your brain. This other kid goes to knife him. He squirts him in the face with some vinegar. (laughs) Slaps them all down, Um, and then his phone rings. Uh, Oh no! And just as his phone's ringing, he's like, "Look, come down the gym. We'll see what we can do with you." And they're like, "Uh, "Are you the coach? Oh my god, Mm. you're the coach." His phone goes. Uh, It's Ernie, uh, and he says. Come back to the gym. We've hit the the jackpot, uh, yeah. and these these guys at the gym who he's been working with these boxers they call themselves the toddlers, which I didn't really get. But I, yeah. I guess there's not a million names for bands left. I don't know. <laughs> and they've edited all this fight that they're doing with the GoPros and the cameras um, to this brilliant bit of uh, uh, this brilliant bit of fucking rapping. This uh, yeah. this oh, rhyme kind of thing, um, and it turns out that your man Ernie, I was like, ah, this guy's acting's rotten, mm-hmm. but his but his rapping's amazing. Turns yeah. out he's a grime star, a guy called Bugsy Malone. Ah, right, okay. I've seen yeah. that name in the credits. I thought yeah, he, st- he stole right. that name somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could have been anything he wanted to be. <laughs> he is the very best at being grime stars. Um, yeah. Um, basically. They take them all down, and they've got it on the thing. Who's watching it but Mickey and Roz? Um, at the co- the club, the coach explains he's got to take the video down, but it's too late. It's been going mental. Yeah, everybody's seen it. Yeah, at Mickey's, the guards who've been battered. Like, honestly, we're just really impressed the skill of these lads. They've been trained yeah, really, really well. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Ros, Rosie's has figured it out, and this is where she says that there's fuckery afoot, isn't it? Uh, she knows that that something's up. Yeah. Um, because why has it been found now when they're so close to getting a? Just deal? as she told Matthew, it's, I think they, she insinuated that, one, didn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they meet up at a fancy club. Matthew explains that he heard Mickey had some trouble with a break-in, uh, but he's a supportive friend. He's bought him a token. The token is an expensive paperweight, John. Yeah, the gun. Did you check out the model of this expensive paperweight? No, but I've got the, I've, I've got the rest of the guns. <laughs> All right, just not the Derringer. 
We've done Derringer to death. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it has tiny gun, six bullets. Uh, Mickey says in this country they're illegal. Uh, Matthew's wife, who's not a character, uh, says her second and only line in this film. Uh, but so's riding your bike without any lights at night. Correct, John. There you go. It's illegal. Matthew says, and yeah. so is naming yeah. your pig Napoleon in France. Remember that from my youth? Illegal. It's been illegal for fucking decades. Uh, for hundreds of years, yeah. <laughs> Big Dave's plan is to discredit Mickey and some of his posh pals by running stories, including the daughter of a lord who's a runaway with some smackheads. The parents yeah. explain to Mickey that they're desperate to get her back, and he explains they'll look into it. He gets Ray involved, and Ray says, I don't want to go to a South London council estate, and I hate smackheads. But it's in the posh part of Croydon. It's like, there is no posh part of Croydon. <laughs> is there, though? There is, John. Yes, there is. The safest neighbourhood in Croydon last year was Park Hill and Whitgrift, where just 65 crimes were reported in the ward. Oh. Was that for a week? <laughs> <laughs> in a night, yeah, probably. Uh, they've got trams, though, Croydon, so, you know, at least that's something. Nice. Uh, we go to the flat in Croydon, and he knocks on the door. Shaving a haircut, doesn't he? Gives it the old <laughs> shaving a haircut. Yeah, uh, right. fantastic. You know there's stoners inside, because it's playing Roxy Music's uh, In Every Dream of Heartache, which is one of those fucking regular, like, Absolutely nice, hammered off your tits on yeah, heroin yeah, yeah. things, along with any Iggy and the Stooges, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this... the, with the, with the, with the... So I was looking at the, the heroin, because at one point it showed them, them sort of baking it in the spoon, don't they? Uh-huh, yeah. But um, I, I don't know why I Google all this stuff. <laughs> just, I just Googled what other methods can you use with heroin. So you can smoke it and you can snort it. Yeah. I didn't know well, you can snort it. Well, that's what happens in Pulp Fiction. Mia Wallace snorts heroin thinking it's cocaine. Oh, God, yes. That's how she ODs. Yeah, there you go. Because no. he's been and bought the heroin from... Uh, Get my little black medical book. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, you're going to be okay. Different film. Anyway. From, from, uh, the, fly, from the flies, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And the lassie out of uh, the commitments. Commitments. So they they get in by basically battering down the door with this ha- with this fucking like this this hand battering ram, which I yeah. thought was pretty good. So I checked that as well. The best I've <laughs> the best way to break a break a door down, and basically just to tell me if something I already know, it just says you need to kick the side where the lock is mounted. Okay, I, I knew that. I didn't need yeah. to Google that. Now I'm going to get yeah. in trouble for googling something I already know. <laughs> <laughs> so something you've been doing for decades. Yeah. Exactly, smashing doors in. We <laughs> uh, won't see what ones. Nah, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, here he is. Um, so this this heavy Dave tells him to sit down. Um, he goes and stands by the door. There's this other character, Bunny, isn't there? He's reading Hi. the paper, the I big like lad. Bunny. I like Bunny as well. Um, and downstairs, there's another guy stood with the car to stop these kids from fucking break, yeah. breaking the car. And they're basically being pains and he's hating every minute of it. Um, Ray explains he knows that the parents want her back, 
But also, he knows everything about all of the kids in this place. He knows who their parents are, where they went to school, and he knows everything about them. Except you. Yeah. Laura knows that he works for Mickey, um, and there's this Russian kid, he calls himself Aslan, oi oi, uh, who also knows who Mickey is. Big dick swinger, he says. Uh, Ray explains, Bunny prefers the, the gym to drugs. Uh, he says, what can you lift? He says, I can lift three wheels per side. And one of the smart kids, he says, what about you to one of the smack kids? He says, what can I lift? He says, oh, I know you couldn't lift a wheel of fucking cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going old school on that spliff, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's talking about uh, about how to, you know, how to roll the perfect kind of joint, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, half and half. Yeah. Um, he says, what's wrong with the old days? Uh, you know, uh, having a smoke, having a drink, uh, having a smoke and a drink of some wine, fingering the wife while you play <laughs> some Barry White. And none of these kids are old enough to know who Barry White is. And then one of them says, sorry, am I in the bath while Barry White's fingering my missus? Which is going, okay. Okay. I like that. Barry White, John. Barry Eugene Carter died in 2003. Doesn't seem that long ago. Nearly 20 years. Yep. The walrus, uh, the walrus of love. The walrus of love. That's right. He smoked approximately 150 cigarettes a day. Well, I he died at 58. I know. Then he's got that voice as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so out so at the bingo until <laughs> nine o'clock if you want to come round for some liver. <laughs> uh, nominated for 11 Grammys, one, two. Fucking loser. Oh, uh, man. Put it go. Don't go changing. Try to fool me. I don't know why he's from North Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Bolton. <laughs> He's a turn at the Phoenix Club. Yeah. <laughs> Laura agrees to leave. Uh, by the way, the character of Laura is played by Elliot Sumner, who is Sting's daughter, John. Oh, what? Yeah, a little connection to uh, Guy Did Ritchie's it? first film, Lockstock, because Lock Sting's Stock. in that. Star, brilliant film. Yeah, I, it's one I've not watched for donkeys. Yeah, I really need to, to watch it. it. I've watched kind of all the others a lot. And I think I've only seen that maybe two or three times and not for at least 15 years. Ray tells Dave to keep them in the flat for a little while. And Aslan takes a hammer to Dave's back, which does nothing. It's like Dave's back is coated in steel or something. Yeah, he just, he just like, brushes off, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And then he charges Aslan out of this open window <laughs> for his trouble. Yeah. Uh, hits the ground right behind the guy guarding the car. Um, and all these sucking kids are all taking photos on the camera phones. Yeah, the, the next, The next scene's basically a chase scene, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they're all getting chased down by the heavies and, and and Ray for the camera phones. Fletcher's there, of course, taking photos in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fletcher explains at this point he wants the toilet. Ray makes him take his shoes off before he goes in. And when he comes out of the toilet, he sees Bunny and Dave with the corpse, with the corpse. of Aslan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big stare off, um, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. And, and then Ray walks in. Is there a problem here? Fletcher says, oh, no problem. I don't see a problem at all, but I did forget to wash my hands. And he goes back into the bathroom. I said, look, can you call ahead next time? And Bunny's line is, oh, yeah, sorry, love. And I love it when big, massive butch men call each other love. I really do. <laughs> like, it's such a throwback to the 60s. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I am all for calling big butch men love, but I do not want to be fucking 
eating soup through a fucking straw for the rest of my life. No, no. Because no, take, take so many people today are so fucking precious. Yeah, they just they just don't understand that it's just a nice thing to say to somebody. Anyway, we're we're in the boxing gym now, and coach asks Ernie Bugsy Malone uh, if you got the name of the Chinese guy. Ernie says his name was Fuck with a PH, like oh, fat. The coach says, "Don't get street with me," <laughs> which is really good. Really, really good. <laughs> Don't get street with me. So... He's such a, like he's such an old man in this, isn't he? I know. He really is. And this is now. This is the bit you were worried about talking about. So, uh, if you're cutting this, you can cut whatever you want out, mate. All right. right. So Primetime, one of the other boxers, shouts over at Ernie to get in the ring. And he calls it. He says, get in the ring, you black cunt. Right? Yep. Now, yep. of course, Ernie is upset. And you understand why Ernie's upset. But Coach explains to him, he is saying two things. He is saying you are black. And he's saying you are a cunt. But what he is yep. not specifically saying is you are a cunt because you're black. The two and I was kind of like, that's very good. That's very good. But John and listeners, listeners know we are not black. So tell us if if you are black or if you have, you know, if you are not white fucking British like me and John are, tell us, would you have an issue with this if somebody said to you, you Chinese cunt or you, you know, would you have a yeah. problem with that? Anyway, it's going down on the recording now so people can edit it however they want and, you know, download it and edit it however we want so we look racist. But whatever, not bothered. We yeah. we we've, we'll, we'll take we'll take fucking Tanner down with us when we go. So it's fine. <laughs> um, but what he says is, Ernie says, "Well, prime time's a gypsy, but I wouldn't call him a p-word cunt." Yeah. Now I'm not saying the p-word because I am vastly against the p-word. Right. Yeah. I know you know that. that you all know the p-word we're talking about. We've yeah, all yeah. seen Snatch, ladies and gentlemen. We know what the p-word is, but I'm not going to say the p-word. I think this is going to be our last episode. I think this is where we get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. We got off comed. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> at this point, Ernie says, "Oh, by the way, I know the guy that we took uh, we took the money off of." Uh, and he says, "Now, don't you fucking tell me his name's Mickey Pearson." Uh, he's like, "Blimey, coach, are you a gypsy? Are you reading tea leaves? Have you got a crystal ball?" Now that's racist, in my opinion. Yeah. Just because he's Irish, uh, you know. Uh, but it's just the bit where he goes, "Now you fucking tell me!" Seriously, <laughs> everybody's going crazy. He's like, "Just carry on, nobody's here with you. Stop." <laughs> yeah. Um, at Mickey's pub, Coach walks in and speaks to Ray. He explains he knows who he is. I know you're the conciliary. Conciliary, of course, as we know from the Godfather, R.I.P. James Khan, uh, is basically the the solicitor, the man who takes care of all the legal side. Um, and he wants to apologise for the lads. I'm taking full responsibility. They're young and stupid, and I'm offering my loyalty. And my loyalty is my word and my time. Coach takes Ray to the back of his car to show him the character. <laughs> fuck. Because he keeps what, saying, What a conversation. Yeah, Instead yeah. the same fuck, he keeps saying, fuck, doesn't yeah. he? He says, like the word fuck, like the word fuck, only yeah. spelt, only, only spelt with a PH. What, yeah. like, Fuck, and he says, "Yeah, for hook." Yeah, <laughs> saying saying hook. You've the point where he actually struggles when he gets him out. He says, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> oh, God. Shut the fuck up! I'd miss that. Yeah. Um, now they get for hook out of the car, 
Uh, and he makes a run for it, still bound, isn't he? Dives yeah. over this bridge onto these tube tracks where he gets run over. <laughs> Jesus. M- Mickey says, "Are we going to have to get? Are we going to get you some parachutes to Ray?" Yeah, I've <laughs> seen our pattern here. <laughs> Keep falling. Uh, he's going to take care of everything himself. So he goes to Lord George's restaurant. Uh, Lord George is watching. Uh, what are you watching? I'm watching the telly. What are you yeah. watching on the telly? I really liked hearing Matthew McConaughey say telly. Telly? Did you like the that? The way he said it. Yeah, just something about, I am watching the telly. What are you watching <laughs> on the telly? <laughs> I am watching the racing by satellite from Hong Kong. My only uh, vice. My only vice, yeah. Uh, two horse racing courses, legal at least, in Hong Kong. The Happy Valley Horse Racing Stadium sounds fun, doesn't it? Is it so Holds good? 55,000 people and was opened in 1845. The Sha Tin race course, which is what uh, I think probably what Lord George ends up doing at the end of this scene, Sha Tin himself, uh, was opened in 1978 and holds 85,000 people. Uh, They have 474 races a season, including the Hong Kong Derby. Uh, He explains that it's not his only vice. His other vice, you know, is selling heroin and coke, which kills people, whereas I don't. At this point, we see Jane staggering out of her parents' house high before collapsing and dying on the lawn. And Lord George starts to be a little unwell. And he's basically vomiting like that scene out of Monty Python. Yeah. Mr. Creosote everywhere. Of course. Yeah. Turns out Mickey put some shit in his tea. uh, And what what he's got there is Shigella. Now, Shigella is a bacteria which causes an infection called Shigellosis. Uh, More people... Most people with Shigella infection have diarrhea, sometimes bloody, fever and stomach cramps. Symptoms usually begin one or two days after infection and last seven days. Most people will recover without needing antibiotics. Right. There you go. Yeah, it looked painful. It did look pretty fucking minging, didn't it? And what was in that tea that was bright orange? That's what I want to know. I know. (laughs) Uh, Later, Lord George meets Dry Eye. Um, uh, By the way, meets Dry Eye on the canal. Right? Did you see this There's, building behind him on the camera? Yeah, it's like a two-story Chinese. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what it is? It's, is it a restaurant? It's the Fang Sheng Princess, the floating restaurant. It's at the Cumberland Basin on the Prince Albert Road, just off Regent's Park. <laughs> it looked uh, It didn't though. look that dear, but it looked like your bog standard Chinese, mate. I'm honest. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just go. To, I'll just go to Joyful uh, Dent Home instead. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's a little bit of something for you there. Um, and at this point, they have a bit of a set too, doesn't he? Dry Eye and, and, and Lord George. Yeah, and he says, "Look, you know, you're old. I'm young. I'm the new. I'm moving with the kind of times." Yeah, step aside, old man. Yeah, and don't push me. Yeah. Um, Fletcher explains Lord George was found dead. Anybody else would think it was Mickey or Ray, and Fletcher shows Ray a picture of Matthew and Dry Eye at the football, which yep. is filmed from the other side of the stadium. He says, I had it lit, read and translated. Like the 1974 film, The Conversation, which was released between the two Godfather films. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, this is good. Uh, Gene Hackman, of course, was in the, uh, the conversation. Yep. Um, Harrison uh, Ford as well. Harrison Ford, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written, produced, and directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Absolutely. And associate produced by a fuck ton of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Because Coppola was famous for it. Now, 
this bit, they're sat, they're sat at the football uh, and he's got some transcripts and he basically makes Ray sit next to him and read the transcripts. Yeah. Doesn't he? Uh, and he's reading it. Dry Eye explains to Matthew that Lord George is dead and that it was Mickey's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of the words, there was something about an octopus. An octopus, uh, get your octopus yeah. in rows or something. And so some of the words aren't right. The translation's very bad. Uh, but it basically explains to Matthew in English, he needs to back off because he's taken over. Dryer's taken over. Uh, the stadium, John, was the Emirates Stadium, North London, home of the Arsenal. Uh, cost £390 million to build and holds 60,260 people. First game played there was Dennis Burkamp's testimonial against Ajax. I had that, just know the testimonial. Oh, there you go. I'll tell you one thing that you didn't have. Uh, memory from a friend of the podcast, patron and previous episode guest, our friend Dan Belson. Massive arse. Null fan. And... <laughs> He, uh, how long have you been sitting on that? <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm literally just. I was like, oh man, I love it when I write stuff. Uh, he, um, he, he tells me that his his favourite memory there uh, is of uh, of the four four against Spurs, but it's also his worst favourite memory because I think they were four nil up. <laughs> so he went from hugging a stranger that he didn't know to uh, uh, you know out of joy to crying on a stranger that he didn't know. Um, <laughs> If you want a box, which is what they've done, we can get a box there, John, for the 30th of October to watch the world-famous Nottingham Forest. The Forest? Because so far this season, me going to watch Forest has been an absolute fucking disaster. (laughs) Did you kill it? I was sat with the Jordans the other day and I managed to kind of keep it together as we got fucking hammered. Uh, 15-seater executive box, John. £6,750, including VAT. Nee, bother. Oh, half, we're half in for it. Absolutely, all this, all this patrons' money will get us where <laughs> we need to be. So it turns out that Dry Ice is now in charge. Oh no, Dry Eye. That's my fucking Microsoft Word thing. Thinking <laughs> of me saying things. Um, he's in charge now. Lord George is dead. Uh, we now go to the boozer, which is basically the scene from before the credits. Um, where he's on the phone, Mickey's on the phone, but yeah. we also see it from Rose's perspective. Somebody comes in, and this is where Mickey realises someone's there. Someone pulls the gun on Mickey, we see the blood on the pint, turns out there's another person there, it's Ray, has shot the gunman yeah. to save Mickey's life. At Rosie's office, turns out it's Dry Eye. Dry Eye, yeah, yeah. yeah dry Eye's there with a couple of goons, and basically he says, you know, He's, he's, he's going to get what he wants. He's going to get the business or he's going to kill her. Um, Mickey jumps in the car. He's driving like a maniac Yeah. Um, to get across town to save Rose. Charlie um, puts the, uh, oh, he puts the seatbelt on him, doesn't he? Like, it's a big hug for him, isn't it? It's a lovely hug that he gives him putting the seatbelt on. Uh, <laughs> but Mickey's not watching the road. They get sideswiped by this truck, properly cold-feeted, don't they? Like the lassie in cold feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ross has the little derringer. She, oh, can I just have a little uh, a little boiled sweet? She goes to open the thing. She does this really good kind of like this mime with her fingers of going to get a get a sweet yeah, like an old yeah, person yeah. would do. <laughs> um, but it's the thing with the derringer. She pulls it out and she says, "Look, it's got it's got two bullets, um, and if you don't leave, someone's going to get shot between the eyes. The alternative is a little bit absolute." And this is the bit where dry I picture. <laughs> I'm going to have to pick you up here. 
on your grammar because it's either absolute or it ain't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <That was> good. <laughs> so we we learned about uh, something being absolute and uh, the grammar there. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Phil. Um, she shoots between the eyes the guy who hangs around for a little bit, doesn't he? Like hangs around. Yeah, for a waits bit and, and looks at his hand and looks up and then yeah, kicks it. Yeah, and then she gets the other guy. Uh, of course, dry eye knows she's used two bullets, uh, and basically she he's about to rape her, isn't he? Yeah, he's about to. Yeah. He's getting his dick out legs apart. When Mickey comes through the door and empties a clip into him. Yeah, but it's good when yeah. it happens because she just lies with her face on the on the desk, didn't she? Yeah, and then like she's like. You took your time, yeah. Something like absolutely. that, covered it, covered in blood. Yeah. yeah, there's not a dry eye in the house. <laughs> it's all over the house. <laughs> uh, the airbags go off in the car, by the way. An airbag replacement on a Range Rover, John, will average between two hundred pounds and four hundred quid, depending on where you get it done, Jesus. and depending if they're front and back. Right. Uh, Fletcher explains that Matthew needs a reliable pair of hands, someone like Ray. But the reason he didn't ask Ray is he was going to get dry eye to do it. Um, if, if Dry Eye helped him drive down the price. So everything was on Dry Eye, basically getting the toddlers to do that job. Yeah. What Matthew didn't plan on was Dry Eye killing Lord George. Matthew's a bigger fish than Dry Eye and threatens to kill him if he doesn't fall in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fletcher explains that Ray's got 72 hours to get him his 20 mil that he wants for this, uh, or he reports the story, and if anything happens to him, he's got insurance. Yeah. As so always, it starts to ramp up now, doesn't it? This is we're, we're getting into the kind of the end game. Yeah, uh, Ray's on the phone to somebody as Fletcher leaves, explaining he thinks he's very clever. Does Fletch? Uh, uh, let's he's start with like, Big Dave mm. outside Big Dave's office. This is, the, 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 the toddlers <laughs> turn up, right? And there's this guy, this security guy who's also his driver, and yeah. it's kind of like. Tell him you know karate or whatever. Nah, he's, he's doing this pose. I nah, just posing it, and then they when they all jump it, he's like, "Sorry, boss, I'm only a blue belt." Blue belt, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um, they bundle him in the back of the van, uh, and he wakes up the next morning with Coach there. He's naked. He's covered in shit. Yeah. And he's telling Camden. Coach has done a good job of look, look Camden. You're yeah. right. No, no, it's fine. I'll get you out here. I want to get you out of here. You know. Uh, he said, "You know, I've I've just come into." Uh, just come into films. I'm now making films. Yeah. And basically, I made a whole movie with a farmyard pig. Coach says, have a look at the video on the laptop. The only way to make it go away is stop your obsession with Mickey Pearson. Yeah. Big Dave watches it, and it's blatantly him having sex with a pig. And although we don't see it, right, the editing's on point, right, because they've put on kids singing Old MacDonald over yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And He's like, oh, you're a beautiful pig. Let me tickle that belly. Oh, you're so naughty. Oh, God. <laughs> they've, drugged, they've drugged him. We, we, just, we discovered they've drugged him. Yeah. And then there's a bit with, do you want some applesauce? And it's all this <laughs> ADR stuff on this film. It's absolutely brilliant by Eddie Marson. He's, he's, he's a lot of fun. He, yeah, really he's, he's great in everything he's in. Oh, it really is. Yeah, yeah. He's a chameleon. He's definitely a chameleon. Yeah. The uh, he he plays kind of the pathos kind of sad sack quite well, doesn't he? He's like Toby Jones in that regard, I think. Yeah, the only the only the only one that stuck it for me was was a bit weird was Hancock. He stood it like oh, a sore shit. thumb. Yeah, yeah, he stood yeah. it like an absolute sore thumb. I'd like that's just no him. It's just no him. Uh, also, he plays the brother in that Ray Donovan show that I stopped watching about two series in, and it just doesn't work for me. Nah, yeah, nah. but uh, I, I fell off that very quickly. We 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 see Ray watching the video oh, with Coach, God. and Ray's yeah. like Ray's eyebrows are up. I know. Like, uh, um, 
it's, and, last, and, it's and, nightmare fuel. <laughs> coach says, "Look, I was there. I was there when it happened, and I'm still shocked. Uh, <laughs> It'll be with forever." <laughs> By oh. the way, you can get coach's tracksuit from Sports Direct, John, if you want one for sixty quid. Nah, I'm good. I do. You know what? I'm glad I'm not drinking at the minute because I'd have fucking bought one. They've got them my size. <laughs> if I was drinking, I would have bought one. I look like a right fucking tail. Fucking <laughs> tiny one of those. Ray explains he's got one more job from coach and coach says well look three strikes and I'm out at the fish market Mickey's meeting with Matthew and this is where he distributes his his weed at Pate fine fish but yeah of Aberdeen yeah yeah, yeah. I looked up I was like my god real no ah like, right no, no. well you 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 wouldn't think you wouldn't think a a company would survive Kind of people <laughs> suggesting that everything's weed. I know. Yeah. Can we can we, can we get a, can we get twenty five kilos, please? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> turn up with some salmon. <laughs> You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? You'd be like, where's where's my my, my witch my witch cheese? <laughs> Matthew wants to pay less after the breaking. He believes that after the cops come sniffing, they'll have to stop for a year, and it'll take three years to get back to full figures. So he does all this maths thing, and he says it's worth yeah. one hundred and thirty million. Um, it's not about the first domino that fell. It's about the last. Yeah. He says, I will offer you 100 million for the thing as a friend. Mickey explains, the big mistake here is you've mistaken me for some kind of cunt. cunt. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the first domino. He moves some boxes aside and we see dry ice corpse in the freezer. Yeah. Matthew denies knowing him. I don't have any relationship with him. Mickey's got the video from Fletcher from the football. So Mickey knows that they're in it together. And explains he's keeping the business. But Matthew has got to pay him 270 mil. So that's the 400 minus the 130 he claims it's worth. Oh, he's yep. locking him in the freezer. Transfer the money across. Um, and I also want my pound of flesh. I don't care where on you it comes from, but I want I a want pound it. of flesh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he give, and he, he's got, got this knife, hasn't he? Um, and then Bunny goes in with him because he's very good with a knife. Now, for me, John, finding a pound of flesh won't be a problem because I'm a vastly overweight <laughs> man. Uh, for you, it'd be a little bit more difficult. But for this little fucking weasel... Yeah, that's common enough a buttock, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, this is obviously a few days later where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fletcher's back at uh, Ray's, and so is Coach. Um, they've got both the cases that contain Fletcher's insurance policy. Ray explains they've been on to him and they know he's been following Michael. And here's, and, and I like this. Here's how it all comes together. Um, Fletcher basically um, was got, Ray basically got Fletcher drunk, yep. didn't he? He kept him um, there. And, and kept him there as long as he could to get all his information. When he took his yeah. shoes off, he put a little tracker inside his shoes and the toddlers managed to find out where the insurance policies were. I think one was oh. at like this lost luggage thing, and one was at his mum's. One was at his mum's. I noticed that. Uh, That's about weird. But now your mum's. He also explained he managed to uh, he managed to make him forget about it all by you know the wag by the wagyu beef, the posh grill, mm. and getting him drunk on the the, the very expensive, very expensive scotch. Uh, scotch as they call it, but we wouldn't, of course. Yeah, uh, but that's what they call it because it's it's a film for Americans. Let's be honest. True. Coach leaves, says that I'm out. You know, this is this is my three things, and I'm out. Yeah. Um, and as he's back in the car, he sees these Russian bad bastards going through the gate. What's yeah. going on here? Um, Fletcher explains it's not Matthew and Dryer you want to be looking out for. It's the Russians. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then these guys come out and just as they're about to, just as they're kind of about to get in, coach pops them off, doesn't he? Yeah. And then it's it's singles up four and then just walks away. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's good. And that's the end of, that's the end of coaching this. Now, what happens here is Fletcher decided he would take money off Mickey, but he would also take money off the Russians. Again, double bubble, but not until Mickey's dead. So when Mickey's Mm -hmm. dead, you know, he gets two lots of money. Fantastic. When it comes out that the Russians are here to get Ray and to get Mickey, Ray rings Mickey but can't get hold of him. Mickey gets into his car. It's being driven by Russians and this extremely Russian-looking man with a gun oh, in the passenger God, yeah. seat. Like, yeah, yeah. if this man isn't Russian, he must get paid to be an extra <laughs> in anything, any scene anything of Russia. Russian. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Exactly. He's definitely been born films, isn't he? Oh, yeah, of course he is. The toddlers ring coach and say, we're going to sort this Mickey problem for you. And he's like, no, 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 no. But he can't get hold of them. They're gone. Um, the toddlers turn up at the fish market with this automatic weapon and yeah. just basically blow away oh, the car. Yeah. Mickey survives by ducking down because that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Russians all die. Uh, we're now in this office and Fletcher explains, we cut to black and that's the end of the film. And he says, well, that's not much of an end. The, the, guy, the guy that's there, that's not much of an ending. Uh, he says, oh, no, smash cut to black. We don't want an ending. We want a sequel. He says, I'll leave you to think about that. I'm off to La La <laughs> to, yeah. to, to, to touch up the competition. Uh, he leaves with this massive Miramax, Miramax UK the logo yeah, yeah. on the thing. Gets in the black cab, which turns out it's being driven by Ray. Uh, it tries to get out. The doors are locked. And the uh, the voiceover from Mickey is, if you want to be the king of the jungle, it's not enough to act like a king. You must be the king. There can be no doubt. I don't know what I've written here. Uh, something causes chaos. Uh, and chaos causes one's own demise. And that's the film. <laughs> I don't know what that word is, but it says stamp. Are you using that bloody dictaphone? I am that? using oh, it. I'm going to have to you... stop using uh, it. It's, ru- it's ruining the podcast, John. It's like that re- lip reading service that bloody uh, Fletch used. <laughs> that's exactly what he used. <laughs> that's exactly what he used, yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, I had a great time watching them again. I'm Aye. not sure what I'm going to do with the edit of this. <laughs> oh, God, I know. I know. You need to... Yeah. Um, there was no table readings of the film, John. Instead, they did full dress rehearsals with multi-angle camera crews, which allowed uh, Guy Ritchie to review all of the footage that he filmed, well, which I thought was really good. Uh, any other factoids? Uh, at one point, somebody said a smidge under a yard. So a uh, smidge is a little and a yard is a slang term for a billion. So ah, yeah, and I have that somewhere. Yeah, I have uh, a little yeah. bit more on that one. I'm sure. Uh, I've got. Oh, he he says um, he offers him a bag for the phone. One of the teens he offers him a bag. Yes, slag again. So that a bag means full bag, uh, bag of sand, a grand. So it's just. Oh right. Okay. Very slang. good. Uh, Russian oligarchs are business oligarchs from the former Soviet Union republics who rapidly accumulated wealth in the 1990s via Russian privatization. Excellent. That's me. Uh, I've got the guns. You've got guns? Yeah, I've got guns. Go for it. So my guns, handguns go Beretta 92FS. I've got a Beretta 92FS. Anox. I've got a a Beretta Model 70. Heckler and Kosh UPS, UPS, <laughs> USB compact. Uh, Heckler and Kosh 
P2000SK, a Heckling Korsh P30, and a Makarov PM. Some machine guns, we've already went through some mini Uzis, but there's something called a CZV61E. Never okay. heard of that. Never heard no, of that. Me either. Uh, and a rifle we've just got a Kalashnikov. Good old Kalashnikov. Good old Kalashnikov. Yeah, can't can't, can't go wrong when you uh, absolutely it. positively have to kill every uh, motherfucker. Uh, in the no, world. no. If you if you have to positively kill no one, because Kalashnikovs are what we mainly used in the eighteen mind, <laughs> and right. never shot one person. <laughs> That's a very good point. Brilliant. Um, uh, Fletcher's Ray Bands had red lenses in to give him a more sinister feel. It was a bit. It was a bit weird. I did think it was a bit of a strange yeah. choice. Uh, Kate Beckinsale was originally cast as Roz, uh, but dropped out two weeks before shooting. Not really much of a role, though, is it? I would have nah. thought Kate Beckinsale would have expected more than some lassie off the telly. Um, the working titles were Tough Tough Guys and Bush, same as Fletcher. Hey, hey. <laughs> nice. Works for me. Um, Coach was originally going to have four fingers on one hand, but I couldn't find out any more about that. And. In the original cut, Raymond was known as Posh Pete. Mm, prefer Raymond. Yeah, I prefer Raymond. Raymond's more sinister, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, did you also spot there was a Man From Uncle poster at the back? Yeah, noticed that. Yeah, yeah and the Miramax. Hugh, Hugh Grant's in that very briefly. Yeah, yeah it's another was, Miramax uh, film. So was Hannibal the Cannibal. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Jesus, that guy. <laughs> Oof. Okay, I um, think I'm out. Oh, no, hang on. A couple of things we've missed. So your man's office, the uh, Big Dave, his office looks over St. Paul's Cathedral, which uh, we walked past with Dean, a uh, friend of the podcast. Um, and uh, it was consecrated 325 years ago in 1697. The cost for building was covered by a tax on coal at the time. What? Thatcher. Um, Fucking hell. It's the second largest church building in the country behind Liverpool Cathedral, which is fucking boss. The build? The build? Hey, hey that's fucking <laughs> boss, that cathedral. Like, it's fucking massive. <laughs> it's really big and it's much better than my accent. <laughs> much, much better. Uh, oh, I've got a production one. Uh, oh, I do. I don't even. I didn't look up this, but I, I remember right during this, this says that the majority of. Matthew McConaughey's shots were done out with the UK. All right. The majority oh, wow. of them were shot uh, in sound stages in uh, America because oh. he was doing some at the time. I, they said very rarely he was over here. He'd done a couple, but not a lot. Yeah. Okay. Not, not a lot. Not a lot. A dry, a, a dry eye uh, or a tear film dysfunction can be caused by a hormone changes or inflamed eyelids. Aye, aye. There you go, dry eye. And, uh, yeah, you'd mentioned the yard. Uh, it's, the term is derived from the term millard, which is used in some European languages and is equivalent to the number one billion used in American English. John, as I top them up, how do you think we did? High 80s. Higher. High 80s. We've <laughs> <laughs> uh, not done that for a long time. I know, it's been a while. Uh 95? John, 95. Wow, Jesus. 95 hings. That's a very close, very close. And I literally have nothing else to even draw from here that I thought I might have. Uh, oh, actually, I do. I do. Fucking hell. I do. I've got two things. All right. Okay. Hugh Grant. Hugh John Mungo Grant plays Fletcher. His first name was was Peter, as we've said. Um he had to shoot over 40 pages of dialogue in four to five days. To help, 
He prepared a cheat sheet, which was stolen from his car along with his script. And during the filming, he set up his 91-year-old dad with Matthew McConaughey's 87-year-old mum. And finally, John, and this is going to take us over and people are going to call us cheating bastards, I missed Guy Ritchie off. Guy Ritchie was expelled from school at the age of 15. He right. said due to drugs, but his dad says due to cutting class and entertaining a girl in his room. <laughs> what? He can speak Hebrew. Um, and it was reported he got 50 to $60 million when he divorced Madonna, but they claimed that was inaccurate. His net worth is $150 million. Right. Hers is $550 million. And he's a descendant of King Edward I and has a black belt in karate. Is it no blue? <laughs> it is not blue. But, John, that takes us to 103 things. See, You and your notes. You've got notes everywhere, man. I, I, put, I know. I put everything in fucking order and then... I skip things to see another thing and skip things to see another thing. Uh, when really, Hugh Grant, that Hugh Grant stuff should have been when Hugh Grant came in. Aye. And the other stuff should have been when we looked at the director. Fantastic. Right. Okay. Patrons, you know how this works. If you, uh, if people want to give us a quid, give us a quid and we will give you a shout out at the shout end of the show. Okay. Uh, oh, exclusive episodes, all sorts of things. At the minute, we're doing. Uh, as this goes live, you will hear me and the fantastic Ian from Cult Connections talking about 70s public service films and children dying on farms. It's fun for all the family. Um, right, shouting out those lovely gentlemen and ladies patrons. Uh, Nigel Davis, owner of Wonder Emporium, does accessories to tabletop and mini games. Get him on Facebook by searching for Wonder Emporium, as well as Etsy, sells everything, tabletop, uh, great deals. Mention the podcast, you'll get something. Paul and Sophie of SP Film Viewers, last week they did Snatch, so it's a nice double header with this. And mm-hmm. I really need to get back to Paul about some patron exclusive episodes that we're going to do. Sorry, mate, I'm going to do it. Uh, Ian McComish, Saz, Phil, and Rachel, and Gav, non podcaster patrons. They've got now to advertise, but I want to get them all on an episode. I love you all so very much, so dearly. You are all wonderful human beings. Come on the podcast. We can do a music or a film <laughs> thing with you. It would be great to have you on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dan Belson, we've already mentioned him before. Uh, Gav Belson, be there with Belson. Podcast. John was very mean to them last week. John, will you say something nice about the two brothers this week? Do you know what? The guys are amazing, and I feel really bad for saying what I said. But I, I honestly think they're amazing. They really do. Yeah. So, sorry, guys. Yeah. It won't happen the thing again. is, you said it off air, and I said it on air. So, I know actually, I'm the, I'm the prick to blame, <laughs> but still, still blowing it on you. Uh, Aaron, Z1 Podcast. I absolutely love Aaron and Katie's work. It's an audio drama about zombies having a relationship during the apocalypse. They've got an ice cream van. They've got a hamster. It's so much fun. It's really good. It's like 20-minute shorts every week or every couple of weeks. And I, I can't get enough of it. Joe Higgins, Hallmark of Greatness. Weird thing about that. And Damn It Vince podcast. You'll get me on Hallmark of Greatness every fortnight. But better than that, listen to the other fortnights when he's got the A-team on. Uh, Katie and, uh, and 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 Bernie as well. They're the best. They're they're the, the best ones. I I think they're great. I love their episodes on Hallmark films much better than me and James. Although James is a very talented man. Uh, Punk from what the fuck do you want? You know this prick. He talks about games, films, <laughs> generally abuses his guests. Mondays are no fun without him. Um, even if he is shouting at you. Uh, Mono and. Uh, Mono and Kira from Mono Rants the Boys. They're talking about films now that the boys has finished. Lovely cunts, John. We've been invited to their murder farm in rural Ireland. 
Oh, what? That'd be yeah, really so, yeah, yeah, that's what you want, innit? Murder farm. Get caught just run me for the Scottish accent. There's been a murder. That's it, yeah, Celtic cunts, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, feed him to the cats, Goes Errol. <laughs> uh, Biggie and Stig from Modern Escapism. I pay them because they're shit hot. They've got a great podcast. And the brilliant Gadget, who's also Modern Escapism, but also Scorched Sheep, which is a D&D playthrough with a Modern Escapism lot. He's on next week to talk about the fifth element. I need to remind him of that because he might have forgotten. Uh, I had. Um, Thanks for reminding me. He's great. Fantastic Geordie guy. Uh, Just all round nice man. Um, Also, he will do your DMing uh, for a price. So he, he, his other job is DMing. You can pay him to be your dungeon master, which is not sex dungeon master as one would hope. Um, Ian from (laughs) Cult Connections podcast, three different media links, one common thread. Listen to the Patreon exclusive this week and you'll have a great time with that. Josh Wilson. Josh Wilson is as his podcast has changed immeasurably over the past um, three months. It has become be there with Belson, the American version, <laughs> right? Because there's not a fucking week goes by those boys aren't on, and you're not oh, briefly on it every no. week as well. Do you know what? I, I, I just love the idea that there's two at it because that, that those um, quizzes we had with them are just so much fun because yeah. <laughs> the idea that they, they, they just having arguments all the time just makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> as well, it should. As well, it should. John, anything to say to the patrons and the non-patrons? Well, thank you, patrons and non-patrons. Get your finger out. Yeah, non-patrons, you fucking like grasping <laughs> bastards, right? This is like an hour and a half's worth of fucking quality content. And you I'll whack my fucking pan in for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got to be honest with you, uh, listeners. John is fucking sweltering. I'm, he is sweating uh, through. Honestly. I've, we're not releasing the video of this, but he has been fucking mopping his brow. Sweltering. With a yeah. fucking tea towel the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that? Honestly, and, I've been and honestly, he's doing this for you. So, uh, exactly. in the words of Bob Geldof, just give us a fucking quid. <laughs> give us your fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Next week we'll be back with gadgets and uh, the uh, some some sci-fi, which we don't do very often. Yeah, uh, yeah. But for now, he's been John. I've been Planty. This has been 103 things we eventually learned from the borderline fucking racist homophobic the gentleman see ya give us your fucking money see ya